Good night. Welcome to my podcast, episode seven. I hope everyone had a good night. And today is something a little different. I have a guest with me, my good longtime friend, Mr. Barton Yearwood. How are you doing, bro? Hey, buddy. I'm good. Hope everyone out there is doing well. Pleasure to be here. All right. So let's just jump straight into it. The first thing we can discuss, obviously, as a Madrid fan between me and you, the situation at Real Madrid, how things went so far in the season, the last few games we played. To me, today wasn't a bad game. I mean, the first 15 minutes, we started very, very well. But I think after that, we were just absolutely just, I don't want to say horrible, just not Madrid of old, just usual, sit back, defend, no pressure, no press. And to me, I think it all comes down to the coaching tactics, which I don't really like, to be honest. But it seems to be his style of football, I guess, in his mind is like once he gets results, he's comfortable. But us as fans, true long-time fans, you want to see more from this team. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you on some aspects, but I disagree on today's game. I don't think we were good at all today. I think we were good for 15 minutes of the game. I think Luka Modric definitely should have put away those chances early. Maybe the game would have been different there, but after the first 15 minutes, Real Madrid against shot to the net at home is it was embarrassing to me. I don't think I don't think we controlled the game at all. I think they I think they really dominated the game. I think we were lucky to get away with um the three points today. I think we owe it to Vinicius Jr. and Kareem Benzema, who've been carrying us this this season. I agree with you in terms of how we were we were very flat. And I do think it's down to Carlos' tactics. I think he's, I think he's still with the old school Italian tactics of just sitting back, soaking up pressure. Because I mean, like you're playing shot to the net at home. This is Real Madrid. This is the biggest club in the world, and we're just sitting back, allowing them to have the ball. And I, I, I think something needs to change. If we continue to play like this, I think we're gonna go out in the next round very early. And the, the thing for me is, I have no problem with him wanting to do the Italian tactics. If you have a team that could defend like an Italian team back in the days, we don't have that in the back line. Our back line isn't that great. Like today, the goal we conceded, like Militao was nowhere to be seen. Long ball over the top, and he's just ball watching. He said, Dive Alaba has to mark two guys. And I'm like, time and time again, we concede sloppy goals. Like even a goal against Elche over the weekend. That should never be happening. That was a bad mistake in the back. And you can see the, the, Disappointment on Courtois' face is like, these things should be happening. So it's like, yeah. you could want to defend, but to me, you can't defend with this Real Madrid team you have because defenses, we aren't that good. Like, but, Carvajal is always injured. Mendy's good defensively, but he just returned. Alaba, is, he isn't bad, but he lets it go forward a lot. And as we always say, we get that's the coaches call to let him roam forward and do as he please. And then Melito, for me, he's just kind of clumsy. Like, he's always on the floor. And then Montreal don't have the legs. Like, he wants to track back and forth. Like, if you look at today's game, like, most of the time, it was actually Vinicius Jr. getting back and doing that defensive work to help us out. Yeah, um, to your point about having the players and not having the players, even if we could have, we could have had a prime Real Ferdinand, a prime Cannavaro, it's still Real Madrid. Real Madrid fans don't want to see defensive football. They don't pay the money to come out and watch us sit back and try to, you know. They want to see attacking, fluent football. So I think 
I think he's treading a very dangerous line here. I think if he continues that way, he's going to run himself in trouble because I think the fans are going to... You heard it already today. Fans are beginning to get a lot a lot more frustrated with the style of play that we're having right now. And I mean, <laughs> like I said, even if you had those players, I don't think the fans would be too happy about that. We are fans and, you know, we don't like sitting watching that kind of football from our club. Um, this is a club that had the likes of Raul, R9, CR7. So we don't want to see defensive football. And to your point about the players we have, <laughs> um, Carvajal is injury prone. You know, you're hoping that. I think Carlos is managing him well now. I saw him bring him off today. I like that. Um, Alaba, you know, Alaba, <laughs> Alaba's one of those players, a decent player, but where's his best position? He plays left back, midfield, center back. So, I think we need to just get him to be a center back and, and let him stick to that position and try to become a, as good a center back as he can be. You know, Mendy, Mendy's pretty solid at the back. But again, before tactics and our style, he has to go forward a lot. And that's where he's not, you know, he's not the best. But defensively, I have no problem with Mendy. Mendy can be in there, but I saved the best for last. You know, we've had these discussions um, off air lots of different times. And I think Militao, he can be good at times, but he's a walking mistake. Militao is, <laughs> I think he puts in the effort, but he need, he loses his head a little too much. It's, that's why you need Alaba to be in there to, you know, just guide him a little more. He's still young. He's still a young defender. That's why, like, I know he's erratic and he makes mistakes, but he's young. So, you know, with his physique and so on, he has the makings of being a very good defender. So, I, I guess we have to be a little patient with him because, you know, he was there for a while and he wasn't really getting any opportunities. So, I guess, you know, we have to hope that he can come out of this phase and be the defender we all need him to be. Well, we both thought he come out of this phase because they say he's not a bad defender, to be honest. I mean, out of all the center backs we have, it's just basically him and Alaba. I mean, Nacho is not bad, but he hasn't been good this season either. I honestly rather Nacho on the on right back or left back. But I mean, I guess we have to use what we have. This is all we have right now. As far as the midfield goal, Fabrodi is the energy in the midfield, the engine, but obviously he's hurt now. So we have to use Modric, Cross, and Casemiro. But I still think Modric should be getting rotated a little more at his age. And as I always ask myself, like, this season, where will we be without Vinicius and Benzema? Because it seems that Ramadi is just a two-man attack. I'm not even talking about Eddie Hazard. He's, in, he's not even getting any time from me, any conversation. I'm not even conversing about him tonight because it's like, he's just been a disappointment since he came to Madrid. From start to finish, there's nothing positive. The only thing I can say positive about him is that he hasn't been hurt that much this season. That's the bottom line. If you look at it, he hasn't got played the entire game today. He didn't even warm up today. He got a little play against LJ. He didn't do much. And the perfect part about it is that on his day, he can be our best player on the field. But we have to rely on a young Vinicius Jr. And thank God he's maturing enough this season. Because he still makes mistakes here and there. But I'm not going to blame him because he's so young. But he's having a very, very good season so far. But without Vinicius and without Benzema, we could easily be third or fourth in the school, even in the league. The, the kind of goals they've been scoring, like, after Vinicius and Benzema, I'm like, who has been scoring goals for us? I mean, Asensio scored a hat trick. How bad is that? Like, he, he's not playing that many games. 
and I think he's our third, third leading goal scorer in La Liga, and he's not playing that much games. So it's like, Ramadan need to cherish Benzema. We need to cherish and protect Benzema and Vinicius, keep them fit, because if one of these guys or both get hurt, we're in some serious trouble coming into the next one in the Champions League and in the league. Yeah, well, um, Eden Hazard, uh, like you said, I think we'll just skip past him for now, but I do want to make some comments on him, but um, to your point about the midfield, I'm one who, you know, I don't really, I think I think Carlo needs to use the midfielders he has. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, we are a little tired of this midfield, that midfield. Um, on paper, Cruz, Modric, Casemiro, you know, still look good on paper. But when you watch them play, when we have the ball, is there's nothing wrong with them. World class. But it's when we lose the ball. When we don't have the ball, like you said, there's no Modric doesn't have the legs to get up and down the field like before. You know, Cruz is always going to be, be himself. He's easygoing. I mean, he still puts in a shift, but we're never going to expect him to be Valverde or Modric of old. And obviously, Casemiro is, you know, Casemiro is still as solid as he can be. We know he makes his errors with his passing and so on, as we saw against Elche at the weekend. But, um, at, at, you know, Valverde is out, but I am I'm beginning to believe that Carlo really, Carlo really is going to go down. He's going down with, with this midfield trio because, you know, we have Benzema with nine league goals, Vinicius with seven. After that, Marco Asensio with three. Marco Asensio scored a hat trick playing in midfield. Carlos said, you know, I'm going to try him in midfield. I'm going to turn him into a midfielder. He started the game after that. He's not started another game. Modric has continuously started in all the other games. And I, I don't understand it. It's like we obviously need some help from midfield when it comes to goals. I don't mind because you're not going to have a team with with six or seven guys scoring lots of goals. Like those days at Real Madrid, I think those days have gone since we had the likes of Ronaldo, Higuain, Benzema, Ozil, Demarov. Since those days, we don't have those numbers in terms of goal scores. But Vinicius is coming of age this year and he's playing really well. So he's supporting Benzema, but the others, they need some kind of support. David Alba has one goal. Isco, who's been in and out, one goal as well. Garth Bill with one goal. And then you're down to um, Lucas Vasquez with one and Camavinga with one. I think a couple of defenders, Alaba and Nacho, have goals as well, but it's definitely not good enough. And I mean, <laughs> Maltrick is 36. It just goes to show today you saw him get into the box. Two years ago, there's no way he was missing those chances. No way. So Carlo really needs to use his midfielders. Um, even with Camavinga, I find Camavinga's played a couple of games in midfield, and each time he's played in midfield, it's been a different role. He's playing as a he played as a, a um, two pivot, then he played as the deep lying midfielder, and then another time he played as the more advanced midfielder. So again, it's like you need to let these guys know their role and and just you know adapt to this particular role and and work from there. But we definitely need some some help in terms of goal scoring from our midfield. Well, as far as Camavinga go, sometimes Carla put him on the field and the kid just looks lost. Like sometimes he just don't have to play the left, the middle, 
to defend, to attack. So he's just on the field, he's just running around behind the ball. And that's all for me, that's all done to Carlo. Carlo has to talk, as you say, he needs to speak to this kid, let this kid know, okay, this is your set position, this is where I want to play, this is how I want, how I want to play. Because sometimes he's all over the field. Even on the weekend against El Chief, he had a yellow card. And then he came in like a few minutes later with aggressive tackling, and Carlo was like telling him to like, you know, calm down. Yeah, I remember that challenge. He was very erratic there. Very, very erratic. And Carla had to tell the kid, you know, like, calm down. You're in yellow card. Then at halftime, he posed him because obviously he's a trusty kid to go the rest of the game on a yellow card. But for me, yeah. Carla has to talk to the kid and let him know, listen, you know, this is your role. I want you to play a little bit more attacking or on the left. And then he's just, just all around. And then as far as Gareth Bear goes, he's another one I don't want to talk about. He was, he was complaining about his issues with Zidane. Zidane leaves. You come back to Madrid. You get a start at Madrid. And then it's just the same situation. It's like, you don't, you have this, this mentality of like, okay, whatever, like, I don't really care. I don't want to be here. Let me get my money and just relax. Every minute you injured. But then the funny thing about it is he gets called up for wheels. So you don't play a game for Madrid and nearly over a month from Sam, you don't play for Madrid. But then when it's international for Wales, you get called up. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, but we know Gareth Bale is a special, special guy. But funny enough, I think, you know, I don't, I know for sure you were a Madrid fan for years. Um, you remember the, the instance with David Beckham when he signed his MLS contract before the season was over. Mm-hmm. And we stopped. He, he was just benched. And then when he came back into the team, he pretty much drove us to that league title that year. I think it was Beckham and um, the guy that passed away, God rest his soul, um, Reyes. Mm. Really? Yeah. Who played well coming out to the end of the season. So I'm hoping, you know, that we get that from Bill because with the lineup that we have right now, and with Rodrigo being out right now, I think a player like Garth Bill who still gets into the box and can score goals. I think that's what we're missing because we really, the midfield trio that Carlo Tens seems to, you know, really like, they don't, they don't give us goals. So we can't depend on these two guys all season. And I saw something at the end of the game there that didn't look very good at all. I saw when Benson went off, he had some ice there on his tie. And God forbid if Benzema goes down right now, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to depend on Luka Jovic and Mariano Diaz. But Mariano's out now again, so we're going to only have um, Jovic to depend on. And we all know what he does not give, and that is goals. And the sad part about it is is that both our backup strikers don't offer nothing. They don't offer goals. Like, as we always say, Mariano is, he's like a, I don't want to say a trickster, but he plays a good role. He's on his feet and he acts like he's involved. He runs around behind every ball makes challenges, leaps the highest for balls. But when we look at it, it's like, you're not fooling me. Because like, I want I football. Mariano's not that good of a footballer. He's not Real Madrid talent. People could say, look, Lovic is not Real Madrid talent either. And it's probably true. But it's all we have right now. So I think in the next transfer window, which is in, we're not January, in June, we need to address these situations. I mean, we try to sell Mariano at the end of the transfer window. He didn't want to go. Fine. But I think he needs to leave. If you believe in January, I'll be kind of happy because he's not getting he's not getting any minutes from Madrid. 
But Jovic isn't getting any minutes either. And I'm like, I don't know who Carlo trusts. Because it's like, you gave Jovic minutes today, but you didn't give him minutes on Saturday. Now, Marion is out hurt. He has a fractured nose. So for me, it's like, as you said, Benzema was icing his tie today. God forbid Benzema misses the game on Saturday. What do we do? Who do we start? The only person he can start is Jovic or play Hazard in a false night. And Hazard isn't offering anything either. Every time he comes on the field, I'll be like, okay, you know what? Let me give him a chance. Let me see if I get the Hazard from Chelsea, which I know is wishful thinking because that Hazard is gone a long time. But like, just give me something, a goal, an assist, shot on target, a dribble, something he just be on the field, collect the ball, pass, move away, collect the ball, pass, move away. I'm to the point now, it's like, as much as I love Mendy as a defender, I, I won't be upset if some games we start Marcelo on the left, like sacrifice the defending aspect of the game, because Marcelo is our best left-sided player coming on the left side. Because it's like, as you say, we don't get any goals or contribution for, for goals from the midfield. And that was cool four or five years ago because you had one Cristiano Ronaldo. So when you have a guy scoring 40 and 15, 16 goals a season, you don't need goals in the midfield. He's making it for the midfield lack of goals. But now we don't have Cristiano Ronaldo anymore. So now we need goals from somewhere else. And it just can't be Benzema and Vinicius. It has to be somebody else. But when you look at my squad, I'm like, who's going to give me goals? A sense of Harley plays. A score Harley plays. And my sense of places on the right hand side, which he doesn't like playing. He'd rather come through the middle. But obviously, he can't do that because you have Madrid and Kroos and Valverde. A score doesn't play. When Wazuka plays, he's not bad, but he's going he's, he's to give me energy. But not much goals. And then, as you say, Jovic and Mariano. Have they even scored a goal for the season yet? I don't think so. Neither has scored a goal for the season. No, so, I think Jovic today would have been Jovic's sixth appearance all off the bench. And obviously, Mariano played the one game that he started and he didn't score either. But I mean, Rod- in terms of Rodrigo, I think Rodrigo, Rodrigo can develop into a very good player. But again, like, these guys are very young. Like Rodrigo's 20. I think at a couple of rounds, there's no way that we should be, even with Vinicius Jr., we we are renowned for having big stars. Vinicius is 21, Rodrigo is 20. So, like, I'm not putting any pressure on these guys whatsoever. I think these guys are doing a fantastic job for their age at a club as massive as Real Madrid. The, the bulk of the problem lies with players like Garth Bale and Eden Hazard. Those guys on the big salaries, with the big names, the big reputations, who just aren't performing. And that's where we're going to... to to run ourselves in trouble but hey i mean all we can do is hope you know if benzema is in fact carrying a little nigga let's see what Jovic does because um obviously under Zian, he wasn't getting any playing time at the beginning of the season because remember he got injured too so he was out of the squad for a, little, a couple games but at the beginning of the season he was coming on he was getting to, he was getting some minutes there weren't many minutes, but obviously there were more than he was getting under Zidane. So I think that, you know, it's like we have two two complete opposites here with Jovic and Mariano. Mariano runs around the field, looks energetic, does absolutely nothing with the ball. He fools the, he fools the eye of a player, a person who who isn't an avid football fan. It's like energy. No, he just runs around like a headless chicken and there's no end product whatsoever. And he's very selfish. A striker needs 
A striker needs to be a little selfish, but Mariano is selfish on a different kind of level. Now, we've spoken about this on numerous times before. I did that shot against Elche on, on um, over the weekend. I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe it. It's like, Neither. you're tired. You can't run anymore. Hazard is wide open. You're falling. And instead of trying to make it, if you try, if you try to make that pass and it got cut out, fine. But you're going to try to shoot from 30 yards while falling back with defenders around you? That was ridiculous. But I mean, that's what we have right now. And I know you don't like, you don't, you're not a big fan of Lucas V. No, no. That just goes to show how far Eden Hazard had fallen from grace. Because when I saw the lineup today, let's say a month or two months ago, I'd have said Ancelotti is doing foolishness. There's no way Vasquez should be starting before Hazard. But right now, I'll take that. But the thing about it is, is that if we look at our team, Hazard probably is behind damn near all of our attack. He's behind Vinny, Rodrigo, Baines. Isco, Asensio, Modric, Cat. Like, he literally fall off the face of the map. Like, Hazard, like, if Hazard doesn't play this weekend, it really wouldn't surprise me. Even if Benzema is hurt, it wouldn't surprise me if Ancelotti uh, was to play Jovic or even try Asensio at a false night. Like, I'm come to the point, I'm to the point that I think Ancelotti is absolutely finished with Hazard because he thinks he's saying that their players basically saying their players ahead of Hazard are better than Hazard right now. And like if Hazard was to get transferred, it is what it is. I guess he's to the point that he's over it. I, I think he's just he's just being honest to be to be fair. Right. He and is. I think Hazard, if Hazard is being honest with himself, he knows that as well. And he has no one to blame but himself. Does when it. he gets the minutes, he's not effective. I think that's down to him lacking the confidence and being worried about and I'm being worried about being injured once again. But you, know, you have no one to blame. Rodrigo gives energy. Asensio, who doesn't like playing on the flank, gives energy. And here's the thing. The the trouble the problem area right now is the right hand side of the field. And Asensio plays over there and he drifts infield. Hazard does the same. But even when Asensio does that, he's not as effective as he could be. But he's still even more effective than Eddie Hazard, who looks like a shell of himself and you know, I would have been saying before, maybe try Vinny on the right and put Hazard on the left. But why Why would we try to accommodate Hazard for one of our two best players? No, Vinicius has to play on the left. Has if Hazard to. is to play, That's he would have to adapt to play on the right or he'll sit on the bench. It's right, as no, simple he's as sitting, that. Right, he's sitting on the bench. If you come to Real Madrid, your dream club, as he said, and you're overweight and your ex who says, when I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. That's not, that's not what fans want to hear. But Ronaldo's on vacation. Doesn't he stay fit? When Messi and Mbappe these top scores on vacation, don't they still work on and stay fit? Like you just go, you just go on, on vacation and just get heavy, enjoy every two minutes, don't care. Like, is it he just is it he literally just doesn't care about his football career anymore? It's okay to say you're on vacation when you're on vacation, if you come back and you're fit and you're banging in the goals. Exactly. When you come back and you're overweight and then you're getting hurt every two weeks. It's a big problem, so I, I I definitely expect us to um to to cash in on him, how much ever cash we can get. But either in January, I don't believe we're going January because our squad so, isn't yeah. our squad isn't massive, so you're still gonna need bodies around. But I think if we do manage to um get the Mbappe deal wrapped up, I definitely believe he'll be leaving in um 
in the summer. I, I, I think so too. When I go back to Chelsea, I heard some rumors about Newcastle wanting him. I mean, Newcastle obviously have no owners now, so they could afford what they want. But what he wanted with Newcastle, I don't know, but it's not really his choice. Then go back to Chelsea, if he wants to go, he can go ahead. I just think he was just a waste buddy. And it's very sad because it's like, I was actually excited when he got Hazard. I was like, finally, somebody, not to come in and replace CR, because no one could replace CR, but somebody to come in and bring that star power, add some flair, and you know, make the title a little better. Whereas like, he came in and he's probably, he, he hasn't even scored five goals for Madrid in his entire career at Madrid. That's, that is so embarrassing. He haven't got five goals, five assists. I don't think he even played five straight games back to back to back without either being subbed not starting or being injured. So I don't know, but all we could hope for is that on Saturday that we continue this run of four we are. I mean, what is it? This is three games in the world we won now. Beat Barca, beat Elche, beat Shakhtar. I think we have Rayo on the, on the weekend. That's not going to be any easy task because they have Falco. He's back. He's looking like he never missed a beat, scored against Barca. So my funny thoughts on this is uh, so, you see this guy's training every single weekend, every single day. You see this guy's training, so he will know his best 11. Hopefully, Benzema isn't seriously hurt. I mean, this is our last game before an international break. So, I mean, would it be worse if he played Benzema and then the Champs see that Benzema is fit and call him up? Or maybe we don't play Benzema, put him on as injured, and the Champs doesn't risk him? I mean, we, I guess we have to wait and see. What's the funny thoughts on this? Yeah, that, well, we had, we had one draw in between. We had the, the draw um with Osasuna after Barcelona. Oh yeah, the zero zero boring game of yeah, so. with a million guys in the thing. So we we actually had one two three. we had like four wins in the last five games. But I think that's again you can't you can't just go based on what you see in terms of the result. Because these five games we won today against Shatter, I think we were poor. We won against Elche, we definitely were poor. We drew against Osasuna. Nothing lifeless. The game against Barcelona, we won to one, but I think that's just down to how poor Barcelona is at the moment. Because yeah. I don't think we, we didn't we didn't run them off the park for sure. We didn't. We didn't release that game. We was just like in chill. Correct. And then obviously the game against Shakhtar, we won five 0 Scoreline looks flattering again, but we scored four goals in the second half. And I remember that game. We were having conversations about how we looked in the first half, how mm. how bland and poor we looked going forward. So. I mean, on on paper the results look good, but I think we, we definitely have not hit our stride as yet. But you know we're Madrid fans through and through, so we can only hope that at some point we flip the switch and the guy's going to to that 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 um attacking gear. Yeah, we have to wait and see. Uh, on to um Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo, Mr. Savior. He saved it for everybody for Real Madrid, Manchester United. Juventus, as old as this man, as people say this man, and this man, he just keeps doing it over and over and over. Once again, he saves United against Atalanta in the last minutes of the game. It's basically Atalanta 2, Ronaldo 2. He's, he's the only reason that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has a job right now. He saved them over the weekend with a goal and assist. He saved them yesterday with two goals. The only question is, is can he save them against City? City scored four goals today. I mean, City lost last week. But... We can only wait and see how that game over the weekend go. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I miss Ronaldo at Real Madrid. I really do. Perez made a big mistake selling Ronaldo to keep Bale. 
we can use some of his goals right now. I think even Florentino Perez misses Ronaldo. I think every single Real Madrid fan misses Cristiano Ronaldo. And I mean, the guy just continues to to prove his worth, show how brilliant he is. I'm not going to get into the whole debate of who's the best in the world and who's the best ever, but what we can definitely say is he is up there when it comes to all-time great. Like, the guy is, like, um, Solskjaer described it perfectly. He is what Michael Jordan was to the Bulls, to Manchester United. And he was that to Real Madrid and clearly to Juventus, who are now ninth in the table. Yep. But Cristiano just... 16 points behind. Yeah, they're, they're out of it. <laughs> it's beginning of November and Juventus are out of it. And that just goes to show. But Cristiano Ronaldo, just on a different level, man. I mean... Ollie, Ollie should be really happy that he, he decided to come back home and he didn't go to City because if he went to City, I think, you know, Liverpool's still a very strong, but I think if Manchester City had that outlet, that finish to like Cristiano Ronaldo in, in their team, Manchester City, yes, I think it would be all over. But Man United against City this weekend, um, as great as Cristiano is, I don't think he can save them against City because... They're also missing Varane. And I think everybody actually had a very good game, you know. I watched that game against Atalanta, and Bayi was, he, you know, he made one or two um, rash decisions, but I think he was very good. I think if he wasn't back there in that game, they definitely would have lost because, you know, he's playing next to Harry Maguire, who people rate so highly. And mm-hmm. there's this narrative about Harry Maguire going around, you know, he plays better for England. <laughs> and I just say to myself, do people watch international football? International football plays so slow, so much slower. You're a France fan. And I know you, I know you personally get upset with the style of France's play sometimes. France just sit back with all that talent. Sit back and try to hit on the counter. I and guess. that's how that's how international football plays, especially European international football. The pace is so slow. So when Harry Maguire comes into to um the Premier League, our teams are just Harry Maguire's like he's good in the air. But if you're a six footer, you're going to be good in the air. He's a massive unit. If you're big and over six feet, you're going to be good in the air. So I I think and I think um Ole made a huge error in making him the captain. So it's like now he's your captain, so he has to play. So he's going to really have to look at that because. To me, he wasn't good before, and since the injury, since he came back, he's been horrendous. He's been very, very poor. He look, he doesn't look confident on the ball. He doesn't look confident with defenders running at it, with attackers running at him. So I think, I think this weekend, if they probably need to score, if they can score early and sit in and try to counter attack with Rashford, and and probably Greenwood because he's probably going to go back to the four two three one now that um Varane is out. If he doesn't score an early goal and try to sit in and counter, I think they could be in for some, some huge trouble. As far as your point with Eric Bailly, I actually always like Eric Bailly, you know, just sending his injury point. But I think he's a very, very solid centre-back. Like, if I was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and I had all my defenders fit, I would start Bailly and Varane before he started where and Varane. But for some reason, I guess Harry the captain. So, Harry has to start. But, like, to me, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is all his depth. Like, his coaching doesn't make sense. Like, in yesterday's game, with like a few minutes ago, he brings on Sancho and Donny van de Beek. And I'm like, 
Okay, you're down to one. Why, why, why you wait so long to bring on Sancho? And I said, I say, what, what happened to Sancho? At Dortmund, he was the, the hottest of a common talent in the world of football as a youngster. And he comes to Manchester United, plays on the right, bad game. Plays on the left, bad game. Come off the bench, bad game. And I'm like, is it him? Or is it just Ole Gunnar Solskjaer tactics the way he's coaching? If he either has a tactics. Because when you see this kid on the film, like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm looking at this kid like, what's going on? Like, Greenwood is having a good season. Like, Greenwood, Ronaldo, when Bruno fell off a little bit, but he didn't, he didn't really have the best. He had an okay game yesterday. He got a six. He had an assist over the weekend, too. But, like, he started the season hot, too. Pogba obviously fell off, but he got his right card stupidly against Liverpool. So, I think he did miss over the weekend against City. But, Manchester United need to get rid of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I don't know what was the order. I don't know what they're waiting on. He's clearly not the man to be coaching this football team because with all this talent he has, because on paper, if you look at their team on paper, they probably have the best attacking team on paper in the Premier League. Because if you look at Liverpool, it's just basically Salah, Firmino, Mane, yes, Jota. Manchester City, they have a lot of attackers too, but they don't have a number nine. But if you look at Manchester United, they have excellent players on the field. But for some reason, as a team, they can't play together. And as you say, imagine if Ronaldo was at Man City and he was playing that number nine role just in the box, getting service from De Bruyne and Mahrez and Grealish and all these world-class players. Well, I mean, Grealish is an okay player, but good players. Ronaldo would easily have like 20 to 25 goals in the league this season, easily when the season ends. That's not going to happen to Manchester United. They need to get rid of Oli and get rid of Oli fast. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the um point of Oli. I think he I think he's out of his depth, to be honest. Um <laughs> I I found it to be a strange appointment from the beginning, but you know, he's a Manchester United great as they say, as they call him. So I guess that's why he hasn't been sacked as yet. Because if we see pundits like Gary Neville and, and so on, they, they always come to his defense. I mean these guys are friends. They play together. So, but um, in terms of Jaden Sancho, I wouldn't blame. I wouldn't blame Solskjaer for him. I think he's just going through a bad run of form. And again, like he, I mean, he played there, played in Premier League before, but he didn't really. He was a kid then before he went on to Dortmund. But what we saw at Dortmund is like he was. People were talking about him as one of the best um, attackers around, and obviously he lost a shell of himself right now. But I think he just needs time to adapt as well. But his problem right now is going to be Greenwood because he's not going to be able to displace Greenwood out of the team because um, Rashford is back. And we all know what Rashford gives. So Rashford's going to start on the left. So he's going to have some problems getting back into the team. Because I think Greenwood Greenwood is proven to be an excellent young player. Shoots with both feet. Finishing is very good for that age. So I think Sancho just needs to keep putting in the work and maybe he can find his best form again. But um, I think Ole is also, like I said, I agree with you that he's out of his depth and so on, but I don't think he's technically good either. He's another one of these coaches that are just very defensive. I watched the game. I remember I called him my United fan, a friend of mine. There was one play, the ball broke in the middle, and Wan-Bissaka started to run towards the ball, and then he stopped. Um, I think it was Matic or someone like that that recovered the ball. But Wan-Bissaka stopped. And he didn't continue to go forward to support on the right hand side. He just stopped and pulled back. He literally started to walk back towards the half line. And the play broke down. 
where the ball ended up on the right hand side of the field, and he wasn't there. There was no one there. So in my mind, it was like, well, he's obviously following instructions from his coach. Well, Luke Shaw is getting forward, so I don't want you to get forward. So I think, you know, <laughs> you're chasing a game. You can't be having your, you can't tell your players to just stay back. But again, he has Cristiano Ronaldo, so I think that's what's saving him and keeping him in a job right now. But technically, I don't think he's very good. Well, for me, honestly speaking, after this game against City, obviously when they come out for the national break, they have Villarreal all the way. That's not an easy task in the Champions League year. And they also have Chelsea coming up. So that's three important games he has. If he doesn't get... I mean, I don't see him beating City. He might beat Villarreal, I don't know. Because even though Villarreal or played him in Old Trafford, and Villarreal should have actually won that game. But once again, Ronaldo is saving. I don't know if they could beat Villarreal in El Madrigal. And then they have Chelsea. So for me, it's like these next three games... Furthermore, before these next three games, I think if City put a hammer into them this weekend, like a 4 5 nothing, I don't see how he survives that again. Because he got away with it at Liverpool against Liverpool, and he got, you know, two good results. But if that was to happen again in the league, I mean, I'm surely that Mayu will have to get rid of this guy. The only problem is, is like, they always ask who's on the market. No, Conte's going to Spurs. Zidane said he doesn't want the job. They keep saying Brandon Rogers, but if I'm Brandon Rogers, I'm like, why would they leave Leicester City and go to Manchester United? I mean, yes, I have Ronaldo. But Ronaldo only has another, what, probably two years left before he leaves Manchester United. So it's like, will he really leave Leicester to go to Manchester? I mean, he might because obviously he's a bigger club. But as a team playing football right now, to me, Leicester are playing better football than Manchester United. But that's the only problem they have. It's funny as a minority plays only. Um, in terms of your point there, I don't think I mean, it could happen, but if it does happen, I don't think it's going to happen the same way that they went down to Liverpool because for some reason he decided to try to press Liverpool. You don't have the players to try to press Liverpool. And obviously when you're pressing, you need to press from the front. And Cristiano, as great as he is, Cristiano is 36. He's not going to press for the entire, you know? So he was, he, again, I said his tactics are horrible and he, he made a huge error in trying to press Liverpool. So I don't think he's going to go out there and try to press Manchester City. I think he's going to sit in and try to play on the counter. And with players that he's using and so on, that may actually work for them because we've seen it over the past couple of years. He's been losing to some poor teams, but because of the style they play against, what they used to play against the bigger teams, they were eking out some results. And I think he's going to go back to that. I think he's going to try to sit in and try to play on the counter against Manchester City. Um, with Brendan Rodgers now, I mean... <laughs> Let's put ourselves in his shoes. If we were managing Leicester City, no matter how bad Manchester United is playing, if my if Manchester United come calling, we're going to Manchester United. So I know that's what he's saying because he has Ronaldo and obviously for the yeah. name of fame, just the prestige crazy. of managing that that club. I think, I think if they do go calling, I think he's going to go. But um, Leicester's playing very good football, so I hope they don't go calling to him. I hope they go elsewhere because you know you don't want one of the top. That's like in Germany, where, where Bayern Munich takes all the best players. So you don't mind just you know, you know to come and take Leicester's manager, but we'll see how that goes. Well, after that, I think this will be the end of the episode. My brother, it's been wonderful having you on. We definitely have to do this again. Any last words, bro? Any pleasure is all mine, man. Anytime. I, I, um, 
I appreciate the um the the call to join you. And yeah, it's been fun. And anytime you need me, I'm gonna be here, bud. Yeah, boy, you know, a long time. You know, obviously with football mind yours and mine from since school days. So it's like when I was I need somebody to join the podcast as a guest. You the first thing that come to mind, you know. So I definitely bring you on again, bro. Hope everyone have a good night. Mr. Barna, have a good night, sir. And peace to one and all. And we talk on the next one. I appreciate it. Good night, everyone.